Welcome back to another episode of the JC3 Show. I am your host today, Trey Collins, coming to you from the beautiful South Southern state of Texas, where I hope everyone is enjoying their week. I hope everyone's enjoying hump day, and I hope everyone's enjoying some sports. Can you all believe it's been one year since this whole COVID-19 thing has started, and yet here we are playing sports again, starting to get fans back, starting to get everything starting to trickle down a little bit we're starting to get a little bit normalcy going on in america some people might like it some people might not but you know what we got to get in our feet sometime or another and so why not right now with the vaccines going on we have a better idea of how this thing spreads and everything like that so can you all believe it has been a year i have i cannot believe it's been a year but man i'm here to talk a little bit sports today i know i've been off the grind for a little bit i've been doing other shows i've been doing radio i've been doing all this and that but some tell me that I need to start doing this podcast just to inform a lot of people who don't get on my radio shows or get on uh, my po- uh, other podcasts that I'm doing or stuff like that. So I'm trying once a week now or maybe twice a week to come to you and maybe Facebook appearance every now and then to come talk to y'all and tell you my opinions that's going on and around not only football, basketball, but NCAA's coming up. We have Masters coming up. Everything. All the sports. That's why I love springtime so much because – Every sport is starting to heat up, and that's where we're going to start right now is in the NBA. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. The NBA is heating up, and we're almost at the midway point. Actually, I think we might be past the midway point. But a couple surprising teams to me that have hit me this year so far, one of them is in the Western Conference, and they're the number eight seed, and that is Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors... No one expected them to do anything. A lot of people said, yeah, they might make the playoffs. But I was one of the criticizers, and I love Golden State. I love Steph Curry. I love Steph, uh, Kerr. I love everything about him. But without Clay Thompson or another shooter, uh, Steph Curry is the only shooter on that team. And what Steph Curry is doing with his team right now, yes, I know Draymond Green is leading the league, uh, his team in assists right now and everything. But Steph Curry, he makes his whole team better. He is the only sharp shooter on that team, and he's the only real threat to score. And yet they triple and double team, and this dude is still averaging over 30 points a game. This guy, he's having better statistical numbers right now where he's at than he did the other two times he won MVP. If you have to give the MVP race to me, I think you got to give it to Steph Curry. Steph Curry, the way he's handling the pressure of everything, yeah, he might have a 16-point game, but then he backs up and gets 30. He's the only player right now with two forty uh, two fifty point games in a single season. But what Steve Kerr and this uh, Golden State Warriors team is doing is remarkable. They don't, Steph Curry's the only shooter, like I said before, and they don't really have any other outside set threats. So they've been doing it on the defensive end. Yeah, they've been giving up some big points early in some quarters, but they, when they get rock and roll and that defense locks in, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. So my hats off go off to the Golden State Warriors and what they're doing right now in the yeah, Western Conference. A uh, surprising team for me out east, there really isn't any. I guess if you really want to go clunker, it's going to be the Boston Celtics. I had this team probably going to the NBA Finals this year. I thought Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown were going to make that leap and make this team a whole lot better. But, man, Denny Ainge has done uh, – everyone praised him for the draft that he had back in the day, uh, getting all those draft picks. But what has he done for it? He has not done anything. Is Brad Stevens the answer? I don't know. I think we reevaluate that after this year. But – they finally won three games in a row to get over 500, and this team was one of the best teams in the league forever. And I don't, I don't know because it's COVID or everything else that's going on in the world right now, but they don't look like one of the best teams in the East. The two best teams in the East are the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. 
Now, while I say the Brooklyn Nets, I say the Brooklyn Nets are probably going to come out of the East. Yes, I said the Brooklyn Nets are going to come out of the East. Just because I was wrong, I thought beginning of the year, uh, whenever they made the trade for James Harden, I didn't think they had enough defense. I didn't think they had enough uh, stop uh, peop, uh, stop capability for other teams. But, man, you got to outscore this team. This team is dynamite. This team has three all-star players, future Hall of Famers, that can score, give you buckets at any given moment. If James Harden goes cold, oh, Kyrie Irving, go ahead. You do your thing. He dribbles in the pain. One of the best finishers in the league. Can get his own shot anytime he wants to. And Kevin Durant's a seven-foot uh, freak who can cross you over in a heartbeat and step back from anywhere and shoot you from 34 feet. So all with them, And then if you contain, somehow contain all of them three, you still have Joe Harris on the corner of the outside three, the best three-point shooter percentage-wise in the NBA, hitting him down from downtown. So... I just think that the New Jersey Nets, if they fix it a little bit more on the defensive end, I don't see any team beating them in the uh, Eastern Conference. Now, on the Western Conference side, I had the Lakers, and with if, if, man, I didn't think Anthony Davis made this big of a uh, impact, but my gosh, with him being and Schroeder being out, with Schroeder's finally back, so the Los Angeles Lakers are starting to find their, but they lost four games in a row last week, or and so I just think. LeBron James is getting a little older. People don't want to admit it because they love greatness and blah, blah. Yeah, LeBron's great, but he ain't the greatest player in the whole world. And I'll get to that to another topic for another day. But I just think that right now, Anthony Davis being out, there's no depth. There's no one else to give LeBron James an easy bucket. LeBron James can create for others, but if he, no one else can create shots for anybody else. So saying all that, I just think that they need Anthony Davis. They need his defensive style on the outside. And then they need Schroeder as well to be more healthy. And as they get those three keys back and they stay healthy for the rest of the year, I still have the Lakers coming out of the East or the West. But I still, I'm shocked with the Phoenix Suns right now. Phoenix Suns are right there with the LA Lakers. They're with in the number two spot. Uh, Utah Jazz, they're Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, all those guys. And they're starting to play lights out. It's going to be a fun second half of the season, and I'm here to bring it to you every now and then. So that's a little bit of NBA talk. I want to transition a little bit to the NCAA. And this next week is conference championship weekend, and I cannot wait. That means we're one week or a couple weeks away from March Madness. We get to fill out the brackets. We get to actually watch March Madness from sunup to sundown. It's going to be a fun, fun time to be around. Uh, the thing that's going to happen is you're not going to see Duke in this field of 64 this year. You're probably not going to see North Carolina. You're not going to see Kentucky. You're not going to see a lot of elite teams that you usually normally see if you're not just a uh, mediocre fan just watching. You know that Kentucky's the Dukes and North Carolina's and Arizona's and stuff like that. You're not going to see them this year. No. The mid-majors are popping up, man. Gonzaga, number one team. No one's going to beat them in the regular season, I don't believe. You have Baylor, who finally lost their first game against uh, – Kansas uh, last Saturday night. I mean, that team can score with the best of them. That Big 12, that conference, I'm telling you right now, the Big 12 conference is going to get seven teams in. They're going to at least get seven, maybe even eight, but right now they're going to get seven. That's from top That's from top to bottom. That is the best conference in the entire NCAA. Now, I also think that um, the Big Ten is probably going to have two number one seeds over on in, uh, Michigan and Ohio State. So that's just something to look forward to. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. Like I said, this is just a pre-show telling you how much 
Uh, I miss y'all and everything. So hope everyone enjoyed this little podcast. I hope if you have any questions, comments, hit me up. You everyone should know me on Facebook. If you don't, then just shoot me an email. You know my email. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it. I know it's just a little bit of ten minutes, but I hope y'all enjoyed it. And hope y'all enjoy the the rest of the week, and I hope everything goes great. Until next time, guys.